Hey guys, welcome to United. My name is Ryan. I'm the student pastor and uh, really excited about tonight and what we're talking about. Um, the title of tonight's sermon is Say It to My Face. Turn to the person next to you and say, say it to my face. All right. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a student came to me and said, hey, Ryan, uh, the Holy Spirit's been putting on my heart gossip and the way we use our words. And, and we talked about how um, over the last uh, couple months that we would be just talking about what the Holy Spirit put on our hearts. And, um, and it's not just what the Holy Spirit puts on my heart. It's what the Holy Sp- Spirit puts on all of our hearts. And so when he came and talked to me about it, I said, okay, we're going to preach about it. And uh, I believe that the Holy Spirit's speaking to you and that he told you to come talk to me. And so we're going we're gonna to talk about it. And um, as I've been kind of preparing and as I followed up with him this past week, I was just um, even more uh, convinced that this is what we needed to be talking about tonight. Um, before we start, uh, I want you to close your eyes and, and just keep your eyes closed. Keep your eyes closed. If you've ever had someone gossip about you or talk behind your back, keep your eyes closed. I want you to raise your hand. Open your eyes. All right. Most of us. Okay. One more time. Close your eyes. This one's going to take a little more honesty, but how many of you have ever been a part of gossiping about someone else or talking bad about someone else behind their back? Raise your hand. Open your eyes. Once again, most of us. And so we can get rid of any, uh, any idea of judgment, of superiority, or like, hey, I'm better than you, or you're better than me. Like, we've all done it. We've all talked about people behind their back. Adults, students, middle schoolers, high schoolers, boys, girls. I, lo- I know boys that we like try to act like, oh, well, gossip's a girl thing. No, 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 no. It's a human thing. We, we talk poorly about each other in, in a lot of different ways. And, uh, and when, I was in, when, high, when I was in high school, um, I lived, uh, before we moved here, I lived in Tampa. And I moved here halfway through 10th grade. But the beginning of my 10th grade year, I was at a high school in, in Tampa. And I was on the JV basketball team. And there was this kid on the team named Billy. Now, Billy was a freshman. And, uh, and, and so he's a little bit smaller, but um, he was just kind of an extra small dude. I, th- I think he's still small, but um, he, he was like 5'5". Five, five. He was really, really short. He's a great dribbler and like could do all kinds of crazy crap, but um, he, was, he was just very small. And basketball is a tough sport to play when you're 5'5", five, five. Um, even when you're on a JV team. Like, like it's, just, it's just a little bit smaller. And, uh, and so, um, like, something I always, always was good at was shooting. Even when other parts of my game weren't very good, I was always a good shooter. I, I had good release, and I had good rotation and all that kind of stuff. I had good form. So I took pride in my shooting. Even if I wasn't the best dribbler or, or, or defender or whatever, I could shoot. And, uh, and one day we were at, at lunch with some of my friends. And just basketball stuff comes up, and uh, it was kind of guys on the team and that kind of stuff, and a couple other friends that weren't on the team. And, um, and one of them says something to the effect, uh, they just start talking about Billy. And they start talking about um, um, what kind of player he was and all that kind of stuff. And somehow what got brought up was, Ryan, are you a better shooter than Billy? To which I replied, of course I'm a better shooter than Billy. Billy is small, and because he's small, he has to shoot from his chest, which if you've ever played basketball or, or you know anything about basketball, shooting from your chest is a no-no. If you can't shoot far enough, if you, can't, if you have to shoot from your chest to shoot from far away, you shouldn't shoot from far away. Um, it's easy to block your shot because you're like pushing from down here. Um, you have no rotation. It's not, it's not good form. It takes too long. And so it's just not a good way to shoot. And so I'm like, dude, he shoots from his chest. Like, like I'm a better shooter than Billy. Didn't even think anything of it. And then later, three hours later, we were at practice right after school. And Billy's like huffing and puffing like he's a bull at a rodeo or something. He's about to get released. He's like, 
you know, like when guys are just like breathing really hard and they're like trying to get everybody to know, like, I'm, I'm angry, I'm, I'm, I'm mad. So he's like, he's, we're, we're doing like layup drills up and down the court and I'm on the baseline. He runs down here and he's huffing and puffing like, like he's a horse or whatever. And he's like, <laughs> and whatever, he's dribbling really hard, like taking it out on the ground and then like throws chest passes to me to like, like knock my chest off or something like that. And, um, and like, and I'm like, what the heck is wrong with him? Like, he's crazy. And, and my friend that was on the team was like, oh, Billy wants to fight you. And I'm like, why does he want to fight me? I got nothing to do with Billy. He's like, he heard what you said about him at lunch, about how you're a better basketball player than him, how you're a better shooter than him. And I was like, what? Like, that was nothing. That was some meaningless conversation. By the way, I am better shooter than him, but that was a meaningless conversation. It's not that big of a deal. And it's the truth. What's he got? Like, what's his problem? But that's just, that's just what happens with gossip, right? Because when we aren't at the conversation and we hear later about what someone said about us, we get angry. And a lot of times the truth doesn't get back to us. And he never talked to me. I never found out what he heard that I said. He may have heard that, like, I hate his mom and I want to kill his family or something. I don't, I don't know what he, what he heard, but, like, apparently he heard something that he was angry at. And, uh, and maybe it was just the truth of what I had said. But either way, because I said something and he wasn't there, I left room for him to get angry at me. Gossip is, is a common thing. And sometimes it's small things like that. Sometimes it's really big things that really hurt us, hurt other people hurt relationships. Gossip, uh, the definition of gossip very simply is, is a conversation about others, typically, typically involving details that aren't confirmed or that aren't true. So generally when we hear gossip, we think it's when you lie about somebody. Like you tell, some, you tell a lie about someone else. Um, but that's a very, very small por- portion of gossip. There's a lot more to gossip than, excuse me, than just that. And if you're taking notes, uh, uh, we're going to have a lot of notes tonight, so you're going to love it. If you're not taking notes, then there's just a lot of points for you to hear. But um, I'm going to give you four types of gossip, four types of gossip. Here's the first one, and it's what we just talked about. We gossip when we lie or exaggerate details about someone. When we lie or exaggerate details about someone. So I'm going to come up with an imaginary guy. His name's John. If your name's John, this isn't about you. But I'm going to use this, this, this boy, John, uh, for the rest of these uh, examples. John, John was at a party on Friday night. John didn't drink at the party. He was just at the party. Uh, on his way home, he was driving down San Pablo. He's going about eight miles over the speed limit. Uh, a cop car pulls him over. He, he comes up to him. He's like, son, you're going over. He writes him a ticket. He has to go to driver's ed school or whatever to get the points off his license. He has to pay a, pay a fee, and he's done. That's it. He got a speeding ticket. He was barely over the, the speed limit. No big deal, except that John's mom told her friend, and then her friend told her kid, and then her kid told someone else. And then Monday he gets to school, and everybody's saying, well, John got a DUI on Friday night. John, oh, yeah, he was drunk, and he just he was speeding down the road. He gets pulled over. He got DUI. He can't drive for a year. Like, it's crazy. He's going to jail. It, it's, a, it, it's incredible. Like, this is a, a major story, except it's not true. Except it's not true. That's a type of gossip. It's the gossip where we exaggerate or lie about something that may or may not have happened about someone else. And that's the one that sometimes when we hear like gossip, we're like, oh, I don't really do that. I don't lie about people. I tell the truth. I, I tell things that I know, all that kind of stuff. Well, that's just a portion of gossip. Here's the second type of gossip. We gossip when we tell something that is not ours to tell. When we tell something that is not ours to tell. Let's say you're friends with John and John's 
uh, applying to a bunch of colleges. And he wants to go to FSU. He doesn't get into FSU. And, and you find out. And, um, and, and he just found out and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and then the next time you're in a conversation, you're, you're talking to your friends. And they're like, oh, yeah, I think John wants to go to FSU. You're like, oh, uh, uh, well, uh, uh, no. No, actually, he didn't get into FSU. That wasn't yours to tell, was it? That was John's to tell. And in fact, there's a reason why nobody knew because he was kind of keeping it on the down low for a little while because he, 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 was, he was sad about it. And it wasn't yours to tell, but you told it anyway. Or it might look a little bit more like sharing a secret. Maybe, maybe John gets dumped by his girlfriend. He says, hey man, Kaylee, 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 Kaylee dumped me. And, and, and I'm just really upset. Hey, would you not tell anybody about it? Like I'm just, uh, you know, I'm upset. I don't want to talk about it for a while. And then you go to school and someone's talking. Yeah, I saw Kaylee and John. Oh, Kaylee and John? No, no, they broke up. Actually, she dumped him. That wasn't your secret to tell, was it? In fact, he explicitly told you not to tell it. Sometimes this happens like in life groups where actually everything should be confidential unless someone says, I want you to go tell everybody in the school or everybody in the, in the student ministry. Like, I don't care, which people don't say that. Um, everything you say at life groups should be confidential. It's not yours to tell. It could be positive, it could be negative. It could be a lie, it could be true, but it's not yours to tell. That's the second kind of gossip. Here's the third kind of gossip. We gossip when we tell something that we heard and don't actually know for ourselves. We didn't see it. We didn't see a video. We weren't there. They didn't tell us. We just heard it from somebody else. And then we go around telling other people like it must be true, even though we don't actually know if it's true. Here would be the example with, with John, you're, you're, you're hanging out with a friend and, and, and she's like, oh, did you hear about John? Well, oh, he's on drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Started with drinking and smoking weed and he's just, oh my gosh, he's taking pills. He's doing, doing all kinds of stuff. Oh, it's craziness. Oh, he's, he's probably gonna go have to go to rehab. Like, this is crazy. Like, he is a druggie. And you're like, oh, wow. Oh, and then you start telling everybody else, I heard John's on drugs. Oh, my gosh. Poor John. Let's say a prayer request for him, even though you're really gossiping. Oh, John, John, John. Oh, he's a, oh, oh poor John. He's a, he's a druggie. But you don't know that. Did you see a video? No. Did he tell you? No. Did you see track marks in his arm? No. Did, you, did his parents tell you? Did he get sent to rehab? Like any of those things? No. You just are hearing something and saying, well, it must be true. And other people think you're telling them the truth, but you don't even know if it's the truth. That's gossip. And now this is the fourth one. And before we put it up, I want to say, before we put it up, I want to say this. This is the one that we all do. We gossip when we talk negatively about someone who is not there. So if you felt like, oh, the first three, I don't really do. I promise you, you've done this one. I've done this one. I did this one this week. We we all do this one. We gossip when we talk negatively about someone who is not there. You're hanging out with friends. You're at dinner. And John comes up. Man, John, psh. Man, John's a jerk. I hate John. John, 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 he stole my girlfriend. He beat me up. Like, he, he's just, he's a terrible person. I don't like him. And you know what? That all may be true. Maybe he did steal your girlfriend. Maybe he did beat you up. Maybe he cussed out your mama. And it may all be true. And you may really hate him. And you may have good reason. But you're talking negatively about him when he's not there to hear it. Nothing good is coming of that. You're just going to other people and airing out your relational drama with them. See, see, gossip's more than just one thing. Gossip's a whole lot of things. And, and I'm pretty sure at this point we're feeling like, yeah, yeah, I, I've done that. Yeah, I've definitely had that done 
to me. And you may say, well, what do we gossip about? Well, we gossip about everything, don't we? We gossip about hookups. We gossip about relationships. We gossip about families and parents. We gossip about money. We gossip about hairstyle. We gossip about what people wear. Oh my gosh, I can't believe what she wore. We gossip about parties. We gossip about sports. We gossip about academics. We gossip about college. We gossip about every single thing you could possibly think of. Because we're humans. This is just what we do. And we probably think, well, gossip's not a big deal. Like, like there's murder. That's bad. We shouldn't do that. Uh, you know, there's adultery. Yeah, that, that's pretty bad. Too. We, we, shouldn't, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't do that. But gossip, yeah, you know, that's like, that's not that bad, right? Like, that's just like kind of a little sin, right? Little sin. Well, well maybe not. Paul wrote um, in the book of Romans, chapter 1. And he's writing about um, really just human beings in general. What, what, we, what we do all the time. The things that we are naturally. And this is why we need Jesus so much. Here's what he says in verse 29 of chapter 1. In a letter that he wrote to the church in Rome, Italy. Here's what he says. They, humans, have become filled with every kind of wickedness. Evil, greed, depravity. And we're like, yeah, that's, that's bad. They are full of envy, murder, there it is. That's the big one, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. And then look at the next one. They are gossips. Well, well, no, 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 no. Surely it's not as bad as murder, right? It must be like, maybe he's going like from worse to like least worse. Like he's like, well, starting with murder, this is real bad. But then he's kind of going downwards. Then he, he follows up with the word slanderers, which is kind of the same as gossip. But it's not what you think. Because the very next word is they are God-haters. So gossips and slanderers are right between murderers and God-haters. So we can't have this little excuse like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's just something we do at middle school, high school. We're just, we're just talking. We're venting. We're, you know, it's just, it's just what we do. No, 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 no. No. Paul's saying this. Murder. Gossip. Murder. God-hating. Gossip. Slander, when you talk bad about someone, when you spread lies about someone. He's saying that they're all the same thing. And he continues, they're insolent, they're arrogant, they're boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents, which is another one which you're like, that's ah, not that big of a deal. Well, that's another sermon. But they disobey their, spirit, their parents. Where else were we? Uh, they have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Here's what Paul's saying. Gossip is a big stinking deal, and here's why. Here's why. Gossip damages other people. It damages your relationships, and it damages you all at the same time. Don't forget that last part. All at the same time. And what was Jesus' first commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Or love others as Jesus has loved us. Well, when we gossip, we're not loving other people. We're not valuing relationships with other people. We're not even loving ourselves because gossip actually damages everything all at once. I mean, we know that it damages other people because we've been there. But how about relationships? There's these two Proverbs, which is an Old Testament uh, book of the Bible, which is just a book full of wisdom. And, uh, and here's what the Proverbs say. Can we put those Proverbs up? Proverbs 16, 28 says this, a perverse person or a bad person, evil person, stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. Maybe you've been there. You had a close friend. They said something, you said something. Maybe you both said something. And there was a separation. 
See, gossip will break up even really good relationships. Even relationships where you trust each other, gossip will break those things up. See, it doesn't just injure the other person or hurt the other person. It also damages your relationship. But then the next proverb, chapter 26, verse 22, says something about us as well. It says the words of gossip are like choice morsels, like food. They go down to the inmost parts. Here's what it's saying. It's like gossip goes down to your soul. It's not just something you say about someone that hurts them. It actually hurts you too because it changes the way you look at the world. It changes the way you look at other people because when you gossip about someone, you're not looking at them very favorably. It's very difficult to like someone who you gossip about. I want you to think about that. Think of all the people that you talk bad about every chance you get. It's very hard to like that person, much less love that person. And yet we're called to love all people. So if we gossip, we can't love them very well. It affects us. It affects the way we see the world, the way we view other people. And here's our biggest problem, at least in church. Gossip happens just as much at church as it does anywhere else. Gossip happens just as much in life groups as it happens in a classroom. Gossip happens just as much among Christians as non-Christians. Gossip happens just as much within these walls as the walls of Fletcher High School or Fletcher Middle or wherever you go to school. Gossip is just as prevalent here as it is anywhere else. Gossip may be the reason why some of your friends are like, "Ah, I'm not really, really going to go to church. I'm not sure about going to church because of what someone said about me or what I heard someone say about someone else. And and, and it's, it's a problem. It's a problem, and we have to talk about it. James talked about it. We've talked about James before. I always tell you the same thing, but James was the brother or half-brother of Jesus. He had the same mama, different daddies, and they grew up together. They had, uh, they, they, they had school together. They, they ate meals together. They slept in the same room, all that kind of stuff. James, his whole life, or at least when, when Jesus was an adult and went into ministry, James thought Jesus was crazy because it seemed like he was crazy. He's like, oh, you're God? Okay, whatever. Um, he didn't believe in him, but then Jesus died, and he rose back to life, and James saw him, and he was like, oh, you even said you were going to do that, and then you did it, and you must be God. And he, he begins to follow after Jesus. He begins, becomes a leader in the early church, and uh, he writes this letter. It's not a very long letter, but he writes a letter to Christians. It's called James because James wrote it, and um, it's, uh, it's, it's harsh, it's really harsh. And when you read it, you're like, man, James is mean. But James wasn't really mean. Here's what James did. He looked at Christians, and then he thought about Christ. He looked at Jesus' followers, and then he thought about his brother Jesus. And he said, hmm, y'all don't really act like Jesus. You don't talk like Jesus. You don't walk like Jesus. And you need to start doing that if Jesus is actually your Lord. So he would know, because he lived with Jesus. He watched Jesus live. And so he talks a lot about our tongue, our tongue in chapter three, starting in verse two. He says this, we all stumble in many ways. That's true. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. So he's saying, if you never say anything wrong, you're basically perfect because that's the hardest thing to keep your control of. He says, they're able to keep their whole body in check. And then he says, when we put bits into the mouth of horses to make them obey us. We can turn the whole animal. Do we have that picture of a bit? This is a bit. It's in the palm of a hand. And yet a bit will control an enormous animal. It's put into the mouth of a horse and you pull the reins which way you want it to go. And that little object can control that animal. Little object. 
put in the mouth of a horse will control where it goes. This is a powerful, powerful thing James is saying. Then he gives another example. He says, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large, although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. There's a small rudder in the back of a boat that will control where the boat goes. He says, likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Then he gives one more example. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. We don't have really forest fires here, but like if you ever look at the news or anything like that, like they've destroyed massive parts of California. They can all be started by a small spark in a dry forest. He says, you know what? The tongue is also a fire. A world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Here's what James is saying. The tongue can ruin almost anything. Now, we have a great ministry here at United with Beach Students. We have a great church here at Beach Church. We got great bands and very talented musicians. We got great speakers. We got great buildings. We got uh, great life group leaders, the best life group leaders I've ever seen. Like, they're amazing. We got great students. We've got great adults and service people and, 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 like, volunteers and all that kind of stuff. But it can all be destroyed by our tongues. This. This. This little muscle in your mouth can destroy everything. It can take down everything we've built. And it's not just my tongue. It's all of our tongues. All of our words can cause major problems, can cause a fire that destroys everything God's built here. He continues, you know, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. No matter what you think about it, we've we've seen this, right? We, We got people swimming around with dolphins and Whales, we got people putting their heads in a lion's mouth. It doesn't always work out well, but they do it at least for a little while. Um, we got people like petting gators and all that kind of stuff and walking around with monkeys on leashes and like all kinds of crazy stuff. We have tamed a lot of animals, haven't we? But, James says, no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Look, this, this next, ver- next verse is, is highly convicting. At least for me. I don't know about you. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, how can this be? Or this should not be. We could sit in this room and sing a a song like Reckless Love. where We're singing about the reckless love of God, how much he loves us, how he would climb through anything or knock down anything to get to us. And then we walk out that door and we are reckless with our words, aren't we? I can't believe what she was wearing tonight. Ooh. I can't believe so-and-so was at church after what he did last week. I can't believe so-and-so is dating so-and-so. I can't believe she said she, she, she sounded like that on stage. I can't believe he, he said this. I, I, can't, I can't believe, and we just are reckless with our words right as we walk out of the door where we just sang reckless love. Out of the same mouth comes praises to God's glory and then curses towards the people God created. And he closes with this. He says, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? No. You go down to the springs in central Florida, and it's fresh water. It's not salt water. You go out to the ocean, 
It's salt water, not fresh water. He says, they're, they're not, they're not, they can't come from the same place. He says, my brothers and sisters, he's talking to Christians. He says, can a fig tree bear olives? Can a grapevine bear, bear, bear figs? Can, can a banana tree bear apples? Like, like these things cannot happen. He says, neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Here's what he's saying. What you say, what you say comes from your heart. Here's a way you can put it in your notes. Our words reflect what is in our hearts. Our words reflect what is in our hearts. Man, we may love Jesus like crazy. We may know all kinds of scripture. We may do our quiet time all the time, but when we say certain things, that reflects our heart. That reflects our soul. And so we can't say, well, well, I love Jesus. I'm a good person. And then we say all this other stuff that doesn't reflect that. James is saying, how could you be a Christian and have non-Christian things come out of your mouth? He's not calling us to be perfect. None of us are perfect. We all fall short. But he's challenging us that we have to be better. We have to address this in church. We've got to understand our words are reflecting our hearts. And so how, how do we defeat gossip? How do we defeat gossip? I have four things for you. First thing is this. Avoid those who are doing it. Avoid those who are doing it. This is, this is pretty simple. You could actually apply this to anything. If you want to stop smoking, avoid those who smoke. You want to stop drinking, avoid those who drink. You want to stop fighting, avoid those who fight. You want to stop, I don't know, whatever. Avoid those who are doing that thing. Like this is, this is pretty uh, great wisdom. Avoid those who are doing things you don't want to do. Proverbs twenty nineteen says this. A gossip betrays a confidence. So avoid anyone who talks too much. Avoid anyone who gossips. Just stay away from them. You want to stop gossiping? Stay away from people who gossip. That's the first step. That's the first fight uh, step to fighting or defeating gossip. Here's the second thing. Don't do it or listen to it. Don't do it or listen to it. Let's say that together. Don't do it or listen to it. Proverbs 26, 20 says this. Without wood, a fire goes out. You ever seen a fire without wood or without gas? No. It goes out. You ever gone to a fireplace? Like, it's winter and it's cold outside. No, no it's not hot outside right now. But we, we go somewhere and it's cold and there's a fire in there, but there's just no wood. And it's just like a floating little flame. That doesn't happen. Because without wood, a fire goes away. In the same way, the writer says, a, without a gossip, a quarrel dies down. Some girl's like, oh, my gosh, I hate drama. Well, do you? Because you sure like gossip. Guys are like, oh, man, girls are so much drama. Really? Because you sure do like gossip. Like, if we like gossip, we can't say we don't like drama. Because drama follows gossip every single time. Gossip fuels drama. It fuels drama. And sometimes we're like, well, we should, just shouldn't do it. But we shouldn't even listen to it. Because here's what happens. When someone likes to gossip, what do they want? An audience. And as they see people, we, we've all gossiped, right? As people kind of lean in and we're like, oh, we got them now. They're entertained. They want to know what I have to say. I have the power right now. They start to lean in and we're like, yes, I'm going to tell them this and it's going to rock their worlds. But if, what if there's no one there? If there's no one there, gossip goes away. 
There's no one to tell. You got to like put it on your social media or something because you got nobody to tell about your gossip because nobody's there. You want gossip to stop in your friend group or in your life group? Walk away. Just stop participating. Some of you are like, well, you know, I don't gossip. Well, you listen to it. And guess who? Guess what happens when you listen? Someone wants to talk and share. So just stop listening. Maybe you just need to walk out of a conversation. Maybe you need to say, maybe if you're really brave, you'll say something like, hey, I'm not going to be a part of this. I'm just going to go. That'll really kind of knock the air out of the room or knock the air out of the group. Like, oh, well, they'll just probably gossip about you after you leave. Like that, like, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, like, like, we just don't participate and then it'll go away. If enough people won't participate, then there's no one to tell. Here's the third thing. If you have something to say, say it to the person directly. Say it to my face. If you have something to say, say it to the person directly. Jesus talks about this in Matthew 18. He says, hey, if you've got an issue with someone, just go to them. We don't like to do that. I don't like to do it. It's one of the most stressful parts of my job, talking to people about things that are going on in student ministry or adults or, or whatever. Like, like, it's just one of the most stressful parts of my job. It, it, it's not fun. But when we have a problem with someone, we don't help anything by telling somebody else. Well, I'm just venting. They just need to pray about it. I just need them to pray. Well, no, maybe you just wanted to gossip. And we've all done it. I've done it. Believe me, I've done it. This isn't a judgmental thing. It's just the truth. We just got to realize we gossip far more than we realize. We need to go to the person. If we actually want to fix things between us and them, or if we want them to improve at all, or if we want them to stop, we've got to at least talk to them. Or there is no chance because they don't even know. Sometimes they don't know until we tell them. And here's the fourth thing. Speak words that encourage and lift up others. Speak words that encourage and lift up others. There's a, 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 a verse in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter four, verse 29. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. See, you defeat gossip not just by not gossiping, the goal is not for you to go home and just be like, I'm going to hold my tongue. I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to gossip. The goal is actually to do good with our tongue. It's to encourage, to lift up other people. That word for unwholesome in that verse, do not let any unwholesome talk. That word for unwholesome in the original Greek language is rotten, like rotten meat, rotten fruit, rotten vegetables. What do you do with rotten food? You throw it away. It stinks. It reeks. You do not eat it. The writer's saying, well, well, don't let rotten words come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those, lift them up, those who listen. Here's the cool thing about encouragement. It actually doesn't just benefit the other person. It benefits you. This week, there were a couple days, like Tuesday and Wednesday or Wednesday and Thursday, something like that. And like, I had like the best days that I can remember. And, and I don't know, like there wasn't something specific that happened on those days that was so amazing. I didn't win the lottery. I didn't like have some amazing thing happen to me at work. Um, but, but just because of like, I had read a chapter of this book we were, we were looking at and, and staff team and, um, and, and I don't know, God was just, as I was writing this sermon, God was just kind of speaking to me about encouragement. And those two days, I just encouraged a lot of people. Some of it was via text, some of it was via voice and, and that kind of thing. And, and some of it was via 
prayer or something like that, but like I just encourage people. And at the end of the day, like I just kept feeling like I had something good to say. I kept feeling like lifted up. I kind of kept feeling good and I didn't really know why. And I just kind of reflected on it. I was like, it's because I've been encouraging people today. Here's the cool thing about encouragement. Not only does it build up the other person, it helps you too. I promise you, if you get to the end of a day where you have gossiped, you will not feel good about yourself. You might feel good for a moment, but at the end of the day, laying in bed, you're gonna feel like a, a wreck. But when you encourage, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, when you encourage, it lifts you up too. It lifts up your heart, it lifts up your soul, it lifts up your emotion, it lifts up everything in you. It's an amazing feeling to encourage other people. See, we don't need to just be people that don't say mean things. We need to be people who say nice things, who encourage with our words. In 2019, we know like encouragement is not high on people's lists. All the people tweet about is how much they hate everybody. How often do we really tweet nice things about other people? How many times have you been caught saying something good about someone behind their back? Because they won't mind that. But usually that's not what we say behind people's back. We say things we don't want to tell them to their face, which are usually negative. How can we encourage people? Man, if we would encourage people, like, like just really make it like our number one priority, just encourage people here whether you've been here for a long time or not, whether you're even a Christian or not, if we would just build people up and encourage them here at United, two things would happen. Two things would happen. One, people want to stay. They don't want to leave. They want to stay. They don't want to go home at the end of the night. They don't want to skip next week. They don't want to skip out on live groups. They don't want to skip out on serve day or a trip or whatever. They want to be a part of it. They want to stay. Why? Because they're feeling encouraged, because they're feeling loved, because they're feeling accepted. That's the first thing that happens when we lift each other up, when we encourage each other, when we don't gossip. People want to stay. But here's the other thing. Others want in. Your friends at school will want into something where they're encouraged. Your brothers and sisters, they want into something where they're encouraged. Your cousins, your classmates, the people you work with, they want into something that they get encouraged at. Because we don't get that everywhere, do we? In the church, united, we should be a place where we get more encouragement than anywhere else. Like, like, you may not like the worship, you may not like the sermon, you may not like my face, but you like what someone says to you because you feel encouraged. And that's an amazing feeling. And if we could, if we could just encourage each other, man, I believe a lot of people would just want in to this community. And if we wanna be united, the word we use to define this place, the word we have named this place, we cannot gossip about each other. We cannot gossip in life groups. We cannot gossip about leaders. We cannot gossip about adults. We cannot gossip about staff. We cannot gossip about worship and gossip about trips and gossip and gossip and gossip. We've got to build each other up. We've got to speak positive language about things. Sometimes people won't come to this room just because they've heard you say negative things about what happens in this room. I, man, over the years, I've heard, I've heard a bunch of people who come to this room and they speak negatively about it outside of this room. You think someone's going to want to come to something you speak negatively about? Yeah, but I go to everything. Yeah, but you talk crappy about it. Man, if we would be a place that encourages encouragement and pushes down gossip, we will be a place where people cannot get enough of it. So here's our action step. Here's our action step. I want you to encourage three people in the next 24 hours. That's it. You ain't got to pray about it. You don't have to read a Bible verse. You just encourage three people in the next 24 hours. If you're a Jesus follower and you, you, you believe in the Holy Spirit, maybe it's the three people that the Holy Spirit guides you to. If, if you don't believe in anything I'm talking about, maybe it's just three people that you like their hair that day. I don't know what it is. But encourage three people in the next 24 hours. 
by this time, about six o'clock tomorrow night, encourage three people. And I don't want it to be like the, that, that stupid encouragement. It's like, I like your shirt, I like your shirt, I like your shirt. Okay, I'm done. God loves me more now because I did the action step. No, no, no. I want you to think about it. I want you to be creative about it. I want you to say like, you know when someone says like kind, kind words to you that take more than like one word, it's like, like, a, like a full paragraph and they're like, man, I love this, this, and this about you. you. You know how that sticks with you for days and weeks? Do that three times in the next 24 hours. If all of the people in this service and all the people in the next service do that three times in the next 24 hours, that's about 700, 700 encouragements in the next 24 hours. Think of all the people that will be encouraged that will feel loved, that will see the love of Jesus if we have 700 words of encouragement in our communities, in our homes, in our schools in the next 24 hours. Very simple. 24 hours, three words of encouragement. The band's gonna come back up. We're gonna close in worship. And I wanna encourage you to, to just respond how you feel led. You may need to come up here and pray for the power to, 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 to speak a different way. Maybe. God kind of put this on my heart today. Maybe there's someone in this room you need to go apologize to, which is the, 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 the action step you don't want to hear. You're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'd rather pray about it. Man, if there's someone in this room that you need to go ask forgiveness for from, go do it. If there's someone you need to go pray with, go do it. I want to encourage you to encourage. I want to encourage you to respond to God. And as always, if you have any prayers, you can put them up on the altars. Uh, if you want someone to pray with, go grab an adult, grab a, grab a life group leader. Um, if you want to worship in the back or worship in the front or worship in the aisles, whatever you want to do, this is an open space for you. Let me, let me pray for you, and then we'll, we'll close. Heavenly Father, I pray that we would not just hear these words, but that we would have the courage to do them, that we would have the courage to lift up other people, the courage to step out of gossip conversations, the courage to say the nice things and the uplifting things about people, even people we don't like, that we'd have the courage to not say things behind their backs, but say things to their face, that we would have the courage to be like Jesus, to model the, the love of Jesus for other people. And that we would see how much better life is when we encourage, how much better life is when we don't gossip, how much better this ministry, how much bigger, how much more reach we can have to, to the students and the people around us if we will just encourage instead of gossip. Give us the courage to do it, Lord, the power by your Holy Spirit. In your name we pray, amen. Let's stand together and let's worship.